This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, August 2nd. We made it to August, baby. Fall camp's opening up this week. Cannot wait. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with the guy who beat Spencer Linton in Rock, Paper, Scissors to co-host today. His name is Brian Logan. Rock beats everything. Just want to let everybody know that. Let's go right now. Best two out of three. Let's go. Let's go. Ready? Rock, Paper, Scissors. Oh, wait. Are you Rock, Paper, Scissors? Shoot? Yeah. Rock, okay. Paper, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I won that one. Okay. No. <laughs> Both Rock. You got me. Okay. Okay. Oh, you just went rock the whole I time. That's what I said. Rock, wow. rock wins every single time. That's great radio. And <laughs> for whatever reason, you didn't you didn't pick up on it, right? I think I think you kind of psyched yourself out. If you well, just did paper, went, paper, you would have won. Yeah, I didn't think you'd stick to rock the whole time. I didn't think you were that stubborn. I thought you were more malleable. I'm just saying, rock. You know how like you know, like 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 the, like the coin toss. Yeah. Tails or heads always wins. I don't know because well, I those was are never... the two options. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know which one, but people always choose that, right? The captains usually do. Yeah, so it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah, just choose rock. What are you saying about heads and tails? I don't understand. For the coin toss, what about it? Like tails always wins or heads always wins. Well, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. So, so I know captains on our team would always choose tails. They'd always choose tails. Always choose big tails. Sonic the Hedgehog. Fan. Yes. Okay. Always awesome. choose tails. Yeah. All right, well, there we go. Uh, the rock, paper, scissors <laughs> battle, you didn't know you wanted. The, way, the reason we bring that up is Jamal Williams went viral over the weekend in the NFL because he's at a press conference. Two people want to ask him a question. He makes them pl- pay, play rock, paper, scissors. The, everyone man. loves Jamal's personality. He is so yeah. infectious and uh, gracious and fun. I think the, the biggest thing, man, is like he's, he, he's just a, a big kid. He is, right, that's a great description, and and he's really authentic. Mm-hmm. Meaning, he doesn't care about what you think. I don't even think he thinks about thinking about what people think about him. You know what I mean? Yes. Or what he's going to say, or whatever the case is. He's just flat out one hundred percent himself. And the good thing is, is that uh, he's funny. He's hilarious, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he always has a smile on his face. Very uplifting personality. And just overall, somebody you want to be around, man. So I'm, I'm happy for Jamal. I'm happy he went viral, man. That, that was, at that at the fun. end of the day, I still count it as getting BYU love, even though it's yeah. you know it's a different league scenario situation. At the end of the day, he's still a cougar. Listen, so. we count uh, anyone that we can. Everything like Dale Murphy's a cougar. He went here for a semester, I think, maybe a year. Never actually played here. Doesn't matter. We count him. Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons, dropped out. He's our guy. Doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, here's the show lineup. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years? We will discuss that very important question. College football insider Brett McMurphy joins us. Will the Big 12 expand? Will that include BYU? And Madden ratings are out. No, Brian's not in it. We play a little too high, too low, (laughs) or just right with the former Cougars. But first, let's get to today's headlines. Zach Wilson officially signs his rookie contract, a four-year, $35.1 million deal Mm. with a $23.5 million signing bonus and a fifth-year option. (laughs) That's to be paid out in the next 15 days, by the way. That is crazy. I hope uh, your boy tithes, uh, pays his tithes to the church. That's a separate subject. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Separate subject. Okay. And he's joined the team. 
He He's out there. A uh, lot of made a lot of news. Uh, that went viral as well. Zach Wilson throws from uh, camp. More BYU love. Let's go. Uh, we know another kick time for BYU football this fall. BYU at Georgia Southern on November twentieth will be at four Eastern time. TV is to be determined. Nice. Terrence Sander and U.S. Men's Volleyball's Olympic playoff a uh, play officially ends <sighs> after losses to Argentina and Brazil. The men's team finishes two three in pool play. Um, Luke Slabe and the U.S. women's volleyball team moves on to Olympic quarterfinals after a 3-2 win over Italy. Yeah, Luca, an assistant coach with the team, former BYU assistant and uh, player himself. So, bummer with the men's yeah. uh, team yesterday with the uh, U.S. losing to Argentina. That was a bummer. Jordan Mattias and the U.S. women's rugby team lost to Great Britain 21-12, unlike the war in the 1700s. In the quarterfinals, then fell to Australia 17-7 to finish in sixth place. Kind of hoping the women would get on the medal stand there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always, what, uh, eight years, four years? It's actually in three years. Three years, okay. okay I don't years. know if you knew this, the pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that kind of, I kind of took a... You'd heard that? I took a break off of life we all, during, we during all that time. We took a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Michael Rucker receives the call up to the majors with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah! He made his debut on Friday against the Washington Nationals, where he pitched two innings, Gave up two hits in a run and struck out one in a Cubs 4-3 loss. Good job to Michael Rucker, 25th Coug ever to uh, make it to the majors. We'll show you a tweet he put out about his mustache Nice. Uh, later in the program. Cougars in the minors. Brendan Lund had a hit for the AAA Salt Lake Bees. Colton Shaver had a hit and scored a run for the AAA Sugarland Skeeters. And Jackson Clough went 2-5 for five with the run for the AA Harrisburg Senators. Ashley Hatch and the Washington Spirit fall to the Chicago Red Stars 3-1 in the NWSL. Although Hatch didn't score, she continues to lead, uh, to lead the league with goals with six. That's awesome. Congrats to the U.S. beating Mexico in uh, Allegiant Stadium last night for the U.S. Uh, gotta, Gold Cup. you got to be pretty legit, man, to not score and still you know, lead. Still lead the league. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. And softball All-American Riley Jensen was named Academic All-America's second team by the College Sports Information Directors of America. Congratulations to Riley. She finished up her tremendous BYU career. One of the all-time greatest players, doubles, on-base percentage, etc. She was incredible and a great fielder, of course. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, SEC made it official in 2025. Texas and Oklahoma will be in that league. How about that? So the Big 12 in a couple of years, maybe sooner, who knows, if they... uh, Pay out, you know, uh, Texas and Oklahoma are getting divorced and living in the same house. So that's uh, weird as the other eight. So the Big 12 will be down to eight. Reports last week that we talked about, about the AAC maybe trying to pick the Big 12. Big 12 maybe expand. Who knows? So I ask you this, Brian. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years? Nope. I don't think so. No, thanks. Nope. They shouldn't. They should wait. I would wait. If that, if, if, wait for what? Everything is just so it's so hectic and chaotic, man. And is this the perfect time then, though? No. You've always been waiting for a decade, Brian. Oh no! You've always well, been waiting for something to happen. Look, I would say this: the because of the rumors and the rumors of wars, there is things are really crazy, right? Like, like I heard an interview last week about the Big Twelve and maybe the the Pac twelve uh, merging together. You know what I mean, like there's like there's crazy there's crazy scenarios that could happen, could not happen, and my fear would be for BYU to to get into a conference um, right now, when as, as as how solid things are right at this very moment, get in, 
And then in a couple of years, things really shake up and BYU is in a situation worse than being an independent. I think BYU from, from last year and what they've done, if they can continue to, to ride the wave of momentum, meaning being relevant in the national spotlight, right? Um, that will go away with some power five. Yeah, I w- uh, well, yep, yeah, I would say yeah. The losses, right? Like uh, BYU losing. can still win eight and no- eight or nine, but again, no one cares about a single digit win team. No, you. no, you have to no win. Cares. You you have to win. Yep. And and so I think it really does come down to that, right? If if BYU can focus on being relevant, um, having a year like they, like they did last year. Um, That's not going to happen. They're not going to not play any Power Fives ever again. Well, then, okay. Then they got to win. Then, then, then they have to win. For this scenario, right, and for yeah, my point, yeah. then, then they yeah. have to win. Of course. And, they and, 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 so, and so what I believe, what would happen is they would actually have more power, right? They would kind of sit back and go, it's kind of it's like when you're the popular kid, right? What's this like? I have no idea. If you're, if you're like a, if you're <laughs> 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 look, if you're the popular kid, right, or let's say, let's say the, the popular girl. And uh, potentially you could be the the prom queen, right? And you have all these guys in line drooling over you. You get to sit back and choose, right? So even though the deadline uh, to maybe pick a date is I don't know a week before, you could probably wait all the way up to the week to get the to get the most options that are available to you. you instead of, instead of picking right now and saying yeah. and saying oh okay. my gosh. I should I should, I should pick Tony. I should pick Jerem. I should pick Spencer. Or actually, I'd I'm gonna wait. Spencer. I'm gonna wait until Brian comes. Then I'll make my decision. You get what I'm saying? So, so I think if you if, believe BYU is in in the no, sorry, finish. Go ahead. No, no, no. But that, yeah. no, that, no, go ahead. Yeah, That's, I'm I'm done. I'm done with my point. I I'm interrupted done. you. I apologize. It's fine. Um, I'm good at you are forgiven. One of my good one of my bad traits is that I'm good at interrupting. <laughs> um, okay, so do you feel like BYU is? In this position, because I don't, I feel like BYU is in a position where they're like, oh, "Listen, hopefully we get invited to a Power Five league." I, I believe that if BYU had been invited, it would have taken it already in the past ten years. I think, I think right now, I don't think BYU is in that position. I don't think right now they are. Yeah, I, I get your general analogy generally. Yeah, but specifically to BYU, I don't, I, I don't think BYU. I, I, I would, I would even say, Indy will always be there. Look, look, BYU look. can always become look, independent. I, I would say this. Even if BYU doesn't stay relevant, I would say as much as they did last year, which will happen. Yeah, BYU's not going to win ten I, plus. I would, st- I would say after all the hectic and the craziness happens, I would say that BYU still would be in a pretty good position to have more of the power. So, so let's say like for BYU example, has none of the power, Brian. Well, well, right now. Right now, right? When will they have the power? Well, let's say this, for example. BYU is powerless let's, right let's, now let's, in let's, this conversation. Let's, they need to be invited. Let's say this. What if something crazy happens? Let's just say something crazy happens. The We're Big 12. Ifs, the Marvels. Yep, we are doing what ifs. Up. We're doing the what ifs. Okay. This, this, is what I feel in my, this is what I feel in my spirit. All right, let's I feel it. this in my spirit. So, listen, 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 listen. Take it out. Check it out. If something crazy happens and things are really hectic, Let's say teams on the East Coast and schools on the, on the West Coast are in the same conference, whatever the case is. I think BYU can sit back and go, okay, oh, well, I, th- I think conferences, conferences will say, okay, who brings us the, the most value, right? If we, if we look at all the, the schools that aren't in Power Five conferences right now, who brings the most value? And BYU has got to be in, in, in people's top three. Yeah. You, so, so that, that's not argued. Okay. So I think everyone. If, if, if they're in the top three, and let's say that there's, let's just say that there's four mega conferences, right? 
And if BYU gets picked from, right, and right, and and, and and so those four mega conferences are going to be looking to add value, right? And that's okay. BYU is top three, Maybe. so let's get, let's let's get let's we, get, we don't know that there's sixty four power there's sixty four teams in the power five minus Notre yeah. Dame right now. Yeah. That's four leagues of sixteen. They might not need to expand. They might not need BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. They may or they may not. Memphis. I'm just I'm just saying if Boise. if if the goal is to gobble up as many uh, valuable P, uh, you know, uh, G five schools and BYU is in the top three. I think that now you have options. If I'm BYU, if, if I'm if I can bring value and I'm in the top three discussion, I I don't have to make a decision right now. In your situation, there's an assumption that they're uh, the, the power five schools uh, want yes group five schools. yes yes I don't I, necessarily- I, I am assuming right. that yes and if that's the case I agree with and, you. and yes, I really BYU- believe that's what's going to happen I I wish BYU had options Brian I don't believe BYU does I believe BYU <laughs> is um, desperate to get into a power league I don't believe BYU is generally desperate I feel like BYU is comfortable and hey we can do this for a while I don't believe independence is sustainable for twenty or thirty years. I think after a decade, we can all argue that BYU is in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Granted, coming off a pandemic, if BYU won eight or nine games last year, we would not feel the same about BYU football. Like if the regular, if the pandemic doesn't happen and BYU plays those six power fives with that team, very talented team, we yeah. come to find out, right? Yep. That team is amplified by the fact they didn't play that schedule and they didn't play those opponents yeah. and there wasn't a press on the line at the same degree for those corners against Zach Wilson and that team, right? Yep. That, that, BYU took advantage of that opportunity. BYU's riding a Q score that's probably higher than it was before, if you will. Yeah, things are good for BYU. I believe BYU, the moment it gets invited to a Power 5 league, it will take it. I don't believe BYU will complicate things by arguing, well, wait a minute. Can BYU TV have a pregame show set on the feet? Yes. Like, that we come with baggage. We are different than everybody else, and that's an amazing thing. But it can also complicate the conversation here. I hope that BYU has what you're talking about. I, I really hope I think, that I think the, the Power better- 5 leagues become desperate to the point that BYU has options. This would be the be- I hope okay. BYU has options. This would be the This would be the better question. Should BYU, uh, I would say, accept an offer to the Big Twelve right now, like or, or before we, before twenty twenty five? We that, wish BYU had an offer. Well, because in well, in that case, it didn't in that, happen. It's not happening. In right that case, now. wouldn't you want to wait though? Wouldn't you want to wait for specifically for the Big Twelve? Wouldn't you want to wait and say, "Well, I don't really know what things how things are going to shake we up with you guys." We discussed this last week. We both said no. Um, I have changed my mind on this. My answer is yes. If the Big Twelve. I thought about it some more. Okay. Uh, if the Big 12 offered today, I would say yes. You because you can always go. No, I didn't. <laughs> independent <laughs> and of my own free will and choice. Right? Yes. It. So I, I, I think that BYU, if they got an invite to the Big 12, should take it immediately. Just take it because you can always be indie again. Okay, our question of the day. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years? We didn't say which conference. Just a conference, a conference. in the next five years. Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Freedom for Troy on Twitter. India's proved to be an inspired course, and I love it for now. If the Big 12 puts together a strong package with Boise and two of the strongest G5s, we strike while the iron is hot. But we should be cultivating things with the AAC. It could all fall apart. Definite yes. I believe BYU could join the AAC today. That, that may not be true, but that's what I believe. Oof. 
today if if it wanted. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Just wait. You got options. Wait for what? We're better than we think we are. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Coming up, Zach Wilson says he only wants a Super Bowl. But, Jerem, what would you want if you had that signing bonus? That's a loaded question, man. 23 mil. Let's go. Brett McMurphy on Conference Upheaval. He'll join us next. Will the Big 12 expand and will BYU be involved? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review is back for the first time this season, uh, this week. Watch as we review the most exciting scoring plays from the 2020 football season. FR is available Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Okay, earlier this morning we talked to college football insider Brett McMurphy of Stadium Network. Brett McMurphy weighing in on all the things we've been discussing. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years? Will the Big 12 expand? Will BYU be involved? Here's that conversation. Okay, let's bring in America's college football insider on Stadium Network and friend of the program, Brett McMurphy, who joins us to discuss all things college football. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. Brett, welcome back to the program, man. Thanks. I, need, I guess I need to clarify whether I'm North America's college football insider or South America's college football <laughs> insider. But uh, hey, real quick, I was in uh, Utah last month with my family, stayed in Park City, drove to beautiful Provo. Saw the stadium. Very excited to see the new video boards you guys are getting. But more importantly, I had some of the best chicken fried steak ever at Station 22. And then followed that up with some incredible ice cream at uh, Rockwell. So Mm. hopefully they're friends of the program. But, uh, yeah, the campus is so beautiful. I mean, I I love Utah and really nice uh, weather up there. And the best part of it is I hit a golf golf ball further than I ever have in my life. Altitude. Altitude is an yeah. amazing thing. Hey, Brett, better. next time every you're in town. Hole, every hole was like yeah. 90 degrees downhill, too. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, next time you're in town, let's have you in the building. Let's show you uh, our facility here. So, yeah, let us know. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so uh, how would you summarize what the Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC in 2025 means for the landscape of college football in the next couple of years? Well, chaos, mainly because – you know, the again, the expectations are that we're going to have four 16-team super conferences, and the SEC is, was smart, whether you like what they did or not. And I'm an Oklahoma State grad, so I don't like what the future looks like for my university. But on the flip side, I see why they did it. Do you want to be the first to 16 and have the first two choices, or do you want to be the last to 16 and your options aren't so great? Um, the, the question, and you may follow up with this, but the question that everybody wants to know now is what's the Big Ten going to do? What's the Pac-12 going to do? What's the ACC going to do? Are they going to stand pat or are they going to go to, to 16 um, and it, or 15 in the ACC case and, and increase their membership? That's the conversations that all these conferences are having right now. They're talking to their TV consultants. I mean, if they haven't already, they're probably reaching out to ESPN and saying, okay, if we add team A, B, C, and D, how much does our TV rights change? Is that more money per team with with 16 compared to 14 or compared with 12? Um, And we'll have to see how that impacts everybody. But I think when we go, you know, if we go forward 10 years and look back at this time, this certainly will be the tipping point and what I think will be the final round of realignment. So, Brett, if if you were, um, let's say, the commissioner of, of one of these conferences, 
and you know you you were doing some consulting and, and you heard um, you know things to uh, from from your consultants that you should you know pull the trigger and, and expand right now. You know, would you do it right now, um, or would you wait and let you know the chips fall and see a little bit more of the details of the landscape before you pull the trigger? Um, I, I would do it right now because if I can do it right now in in your in your uh, scenario, then I got I've got the next pick of available teams. Now, what makes that tricky is. If, for instance, the Big Ten, if they want to add somebody, it's probably not likely they're going to grab from the ACC because they can't leave until 2036 unless they get out of their TV rights early. That's one thing for OU and Texas to get out with three or four years left. It's another thing when you got 15 years left. Um, if I'm the Pac-12, maybe I would wait because geography-wise, you're kind of hampered in over there. there. There really aren't all of your candidates or all your possible expansion candidates aren't going to change, and it's unlikely that the Big Ten or the ACC um, would come west to grab your candidate, your, your possible expansion candidate. So um, just in general, if my TV partners say, if I add schools A and B and now I'm making more money per school, then I make that move right now. Well, I don't know why I would wait because that may change or your, your top two candidates may jump somewhere else or join forces with another league. I love risk, Brett, and in risk, in Europe and parts of Asia, that's where the battlegrounds are, right? You can't really hold those for a round to get all these armies and blah, blah, blah. It feels like the Big 12 and the AAC is where the conversation towards realignment and expansion will continue. Obviously, reports came out last week from you and others regarding Big 12, AAC, ESPN, dot, dot, dot. Where do you see the next moves happening? Is it in that space, and does BYU somehow get involved in that? Well, it's not simple, but it's this simple. If the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12, <clears throat> excuse me, do not expand, then the Big 12 survives. They'll have eight remaining members, and then they have to decide, do we want to add two teams or four teams? Is that going to increase our value per school? Certainly their TV deal is going to be different without Oklahoma and Texas. If any of those other Power Five conferences expand – they're likely going to pick off teams from the Big 12. If that happens, then it's possible whatever is left over would go to the American. But this myth or perception or whatever that's out there that the American is going to raid the Big 12 is simply not true. The Big 12, yes, OU and Texas are in there now, is 30-plus million a year in media rights. The American is about $6 million. So if you're making $30 million a year, why would you leave that league to go somewhere where you're going to make $6 million? They're not automatically going to jump the $6 million up to 15 or 20 or 30 The question is, how far does that 30 drop without OU in Texas? I think the best chance for BYU, and it's, it's funny, it's, it's changed probably since the last time I talked to you, is if everybody stays the same. The, the power leagues stay where they're at. And then the Big 12 decides, you know what, we need to build up our conference. We're at 8 right now. We need to get at 10 or 12. And certainly BYU would be one of the top candidates. Um, you know, they have a national brand as far as television. That is important. Um, you know, is it too far west for them? I mean, I think you throw geography out the window now as far as expansion. <laughs> but I think certainly, um, you know, they would have as good a shot as anybody 
But, I mean, this stuff is, is so crazy. I talked to a Big 12 source a couple of weeks ago. I said, well, would you guys go to 10 or 12 or even 14? And they're like, Brett, we may be better off staying at eight because we could make more money per team in an eight-team league. And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing I am. How secure is an eight-team league? Uh, probably not very secure. But, again, it, money drives this whole thing. And what the, each conference ultimately may have to decide is, if there's strength in numbers, do we go ahead and add schools for this for this added strength of having those those uh, those schools, or um, even if it means we're going to make less money, we're still going to go ahead and do it because we'd rather have a stronger overall conference with more teams and maybe take a little bit more money than have more money and have less teams and then maybe be susceptible to getting picked off down the line. Man, so many what ifs and and different you know scenarios and just chaos and I I love it I love it because I don't like to wake up and really know too much of what I'm going to do or what's going to happen I, I like just to, to be able to freestyle and uh, it's, this this is fun it's fun um, and and also something that's that's really interesting or, or may become chaotic is the uh, the, the twelve team playoff um, expansion. Um, with everything that's going on right now and how crazy it is, do you expect that the the timeline for the the playoff expansion to be postponed at all? I, I don't think so. I, I know a lot of people right now are reacting and saying that you know, um, yeah, it, it's going to get it needs to be pushed back. Uh, the Pac-12 commissioner said, "Hey, why was there only four people on the working group committee that came up with it up with this?" Well. That's what a working group is. It's not the entire, it's not everybody on board. You have to narrow it down. That's the recommendation they made. Um, I guess one thing that could totally change it or delay it is if, you know, my earlier example, if all the power leagues add teams and there is no more Big 12 um, in the very near future, then we go from 10 conferences down to nine conferences. And so certainly uh, they would probably change the, the, you know, qualification from the top six conference champions to maybe the top five and maybe add an additional at-large team. Um, but again, they've said this isn't going to go into effect and for five more years. I think they prefer to do it earlier than that, but maybe that will push back on it. And another thing is the ESPN factor. And look, uh, you guys know I used to work there. There's a lot of people in college athletics right now um, that are not happy with the ESPN and maybe – they're wrong not to be happy with them or they they think something's going on that's not going on. The one thing that is 100% true is that if you do an early deal on the college football playoff before the current deal runs out, we've got five years left, that means ESPN is the only bidder. ESPN basically gives them an offer and they accept it. If you let it go play out through five years, then it's in the open market, then you get other bidders, maybe it drives the price up, maybe it stays at ESPN, maybe it doesn't. So there are people that are like, you know what, why are we in such a rush? Let's let it play out so we can have ESPN bid against other networks and make sure we get full market value for the new playoff format. That's a great point. We're talking to America's college football insider, Brett McMurphy of Stadium Network here on BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day, Brett, is this. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years. That can go all sorts of directions. What do you think? Oh, man. I mean, it's it's easy to say <laughs> if you take financial matters out of it, because obviously that's a big reason. 
Um, I understand why BYU went independent, and they that was the right decision to do that at the time. But literally after after they did that, it seemed like everything changed. The, the, the value of being in a conference suddenly mattered a lot more. Obviously, Tom Homo's done a great job scheduling. I mean, that's it's amazing that he can get these Power 5 schools to play them. Going forward, you know, is that going to be tougher? We'll have to find out. I guess my long-winded answer is, um, yeah, I would join a conference. I mean, I wouldn't run to go to the Sun Belt, but I mean, if you have a ch- obviously if you have a chance to go to the Big Twelve, you do that yesterday. Um, if it's the American or the Mountain West, uh, you're probably not as excited. But I guess it matters what else is going on in um, in, co- in college football. The other thing is, I, and again, there isn't a right or wrong answer, but it's just your philosophy. So if you're BYU, let's say the 12-team playoff is in place, and BYU is is still uh, an independent. BYU, to get in the playoff, has to be one of the top 12 teams in the country. That means they're competing with the likes of Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, etc. Top 12 teams in the country. If BYU's in a conference, and all they have to do then is be better than Boise State, be better than UCF, be better than coastal carolina because if you're the champion of your conference and you're one of the top five or six rated conference champions then you're going to go to the playoff i think you know and it's not a shot on byu because i think that the teams in the power five leagues like go after the top three in each power five league the remaining nine to eleven teams those guys will never make the playoff never because they're in a power league they've got to get in the top 12 and you know what's going to happen? Their fan bases are going to be furious because they're going to people in Tennessee or people at uh, Oklahoma State or whatever are going to look around and say, we've never been in the playoff, but UCF's been, Boise's been, Coastal Carolina's been. You know, we need a coach that can get us to the playoff. And I think that's an unintended consequence of this, of this new 12-team playoff. So if I'm BYU, the access to make a 12-team field is easier by winning a group of five conference than it is to be an independent and having to finish in the top 12 in the country. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, as we discuss a lot on this program, it just depends what you want out of a situation. So if you want the play, yeah, yeah. there's not a right or wrong answer. Right. It's whatever, whatever's important to BYU. I yeah. can't answer that. You guys have a better read on that than I do. Yeah, all good. Well, Brett, we appreciate it. You're on vacation this week, yet you took some time for us. So thank you so much for, uh, for doing that. We appreciate it, man. You got it, guys. Thank you. Okay. That was Brett McMurphy of Stadium, uh, Stadium Sports, Stadium Network. So, Brian, again, it does depend what you want out of BYU football. Brett's yeah. saying, listen, if BYU wanted to have a chance at the New Year's Six slash playoff when it expands to 12 in 2023 or whenever, then a group of five is actually your best bet. Yeah, I agree 100% with that because the chance of BYU going zero or one losses with these current schedules is little to none, okay? Right. Um, you know, we're hoping BYU wins eight or nine games this year, right? Against seven Power 5 teams. Hope they win them all. But if you're in a group of five, now we're back to the 6 9 model where BYU won 43 games in four years, most ever. Finished top 25. Super relevant the whole time. I agree, man. I th- Depends I, what it, you want. It, re- it really does come down to, you know, the goals, right? The, the mission of the program, what BYU wants. Right now, BYU wants to be on ESPN. Then... And have that ESPN. So you stay independent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want opportunity to play in the playoffs when everything, you know, uh, you know, kind of settles, 
then a conference that's will a do that, chance right? at the playoffs. Right. A ch- right. That's it doesn't mean keyword, you keyword. make it. Keyword. Yeah. Chance. Yeah, but you'd be in the new Mountain West, aka the AAC, which has multiple ranked teams a year and would be tough. You could still. But you. Play. But you would, it all depends what you want. I would rather yeah. BYU be in a Power Five league because uh, that's just what you want. You want the money. You want the access. But that's a full conversation. We'll address another. I time. want them to be <laughs> on ESPN. Then you love independence. Yes, I do love indie. Yeah, I do. Maybe because I'm independent myself. I don't know. <laughs> You're an independent man. <laughs> independent. Coming up. Are the Madden ratings for our former Cougars too high, too low, or just right? And this isn't weird because it's Taysom Hill. It'd be weird with the average person. Have you seen his calves? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. He is Brian. I am Jeremy. Oh, there's Taysom's calves. But that was uh, 2014 at Texas. When that play happened, Brian Logan sprinted down the hallway. In an exuberant moment, I, did, I, me- I remember that. I remember. I remember my gummy, my gummy worms. Yeah, back when you used fr- to eat processed foods. Yes, my my frozen gummy worms. They like spilled out, and sugar was everywhere. It was like glitter. It Edib- was, amazing. It was edible well, glitter. Glitter's worse. Trust me. Trust <laughs> yeah, yeah. me. Uh, as a as a uh, girl dad, glitter's worse. <laughs> All right, let's whip it. Let's go. Google Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Listen, your sons could have used glitter too. Yeah, more more Legos though. So um, <laughs> stepping on those is worth. Oh, that is pretty bad, definitely. Zach Wilson reports to Jess Camp immediate and immediately impresses. ESPN Sal Palantino said the following: Watching Zach Wilson for the first time live is a total experience. Jerem, are you surprised? No, we've experienced this firsthand. Zach Wilson uh, in practice in games, he's yeah. incredible, man. Yeah, it's good, just, good that Sal pals on board. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing new. I mean, this is when I see this, I'm like. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome, yeah. Zach Wilson was asked what he intends to buy with his signing bonus. Again, $23.5 million. His answer, you can't buy a Super Bowl, so I guess I'm going to have to work for that. Good answer. What would you buy if you had that signing bonus? Well, I mean, you can buy a Super Bowl if you, you know, pay refs and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's, that's, well, so, well then. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I think out loud, you know. Um, I would literally buy um, a win against Utah. You'd buy a win against Utah? Yep, that's what I would do. Would well... BYU probably already got some money from not playing Florida. <laughs> I can't remember if they didn't renew a contract there. Or not. Um, but uh, what would I buy? Yeah. Oh, I'd invest wisely, man. That, that's life-changing money for Zach Wilson. That's incredible. That is, yeah. Hopefully, Buy some more Mavericks. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Whatever I, I, he I would, wants. I would assume. I mean, you think about his, his family and um, just the way he was brought up. I mean, I would, I would assume that financially – you know his his parents and his family kind of steer him the right way to make good investments. They know like what they're say. doing. Yeah, they do know. They've been do. there before. Been there, which done is that, a huge so, blessing. Which is which is which is great, man. Yeah. Good for good for Zach. Well well deserved. Um, Jerem, are you more impressed with Taysom taking first team reps with the Saints or his massive legs? Uh, legs. Okay, this photo came out from the Saints. It says QBs. Look at Taysom Hill's left calf. Okay, that is what we call a bowl. Okay, we zoom in. This is this is not a calf. This is a bull. <laughs> Look at those. Good gosh. You know. You know what uh, is? I think more impressive. If you put um, nothing, Jameis's uh, legs together. Yep. I think it's still maybe it's be, that one. I don't. I don't think it's still be able yeah. to be Taysom's just one leg. You know what I mean? So if I if I was him, I would feel really insecure 
for the rest of fall camp. Like I would wear tights. I don't care. <laughs> the rest if it was of the high, time. I don't care if it was hot. Whatever. I'm wearing tights. I'm not. I'm wearing sweats That's if I amazing. can. Man, I, I, yeah. I would. I would definitely think twice about my physique and my body. Fred Warner tops the Madden ratings for NFL linebackers at 94. Will Fred Warner reach the 99 club at some point? I think so. I think so, man. Bobby Wagner did last year. You know, when you look at his career, and he's only gone up, right? I I can't think of a moment where, you know, he kind of either, like, flatlined or or went down. His trajectory's always been uphill. Mm -hmm. And he's the type of player, and I would say person, yeah. that is hungry, right? He's always wanting to to grow. He's looking for growth in, on, in all areas of his life, especially leadership-wise, right, and off the field. And so a guy with that type of mindset, that reminds me of like a, like a Ray Lewis, right? Like, I remember hearing stories with Ray Lewis and him, you know, getting made fun of from his teammates, but not eating, drinking a soda during uh, the offseason. He's like, no, I'm, I'm always a football player. You know what I mean? It's like what I do is in my mind. So I feel like it's the same thing, you know, for Fred. So eventually he get it. He's on his way. He is. As you explained. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Some of the BYU football team visited and worked out with Fort Valley University football team. Uh, Fort Valley University is a HBCU in Georgia. Historically black college or in university. Yes. And uh, I, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity. Um why do you think this is good for BYU and his players? Oh, 100%. This is amazing. I do have the list of guys that went. James Empey, Caleb Christensen, Keenan Ellis, Tyler Ogier, Lupini Katoa, and then Gennaro Guilford, Gary uh, Varon, and Whitney Johnson also went. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's the number one ranked historical uh, black college and university in Georgia. Just to see a different ha- and have a different experience. Yeah. This is good for these guys. They can come back and talk to the team about it because after last summer, we all have a lot to learn about a lot of things. So yeah. I love this. Diversity, man, is um, – I mean, there's stats when you think – when you when you look at um, organizations and, and teams, businesses that, that have, you know, a lot of diversity and leadership and just within their organization that are like, I don't know, four, five times more successful than, than the average. And I, I always say this to everybody – the, the, the best thing that you can do is to get a different perspective in a different world. Like, moving from the Bay Area to Utah was the best thing for me. Because I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a Niners game to watch Fred Warner. Yes. I love this. Absolutely. BYU going to Harlem a couple years ago. Awesome for those guys. That's great. That was the sort of road trip for those guys. So, BYU's next road trip in football is in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. 33 days. 33 days until BYU at Arizona. Are you looking at me like that? Like what? (laughs) I'm excited. The Big 12, uh, uncertainty right now, right? Expansion, are they not going to expand? Deion Sanders shot a shot with FCS school Jackson State, pitching them as a good candidate for the Big 12, Brian. Uh, (laughs) Is there a chance Jackson State gets into the Big 12 over uh, a team like BYU? Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. But I mean, I admire the... the, uh, It's Deion, man. It's Dion. Yeah, I mean, I get it. like, like, yeah, that that makes sense for Dion. I I appreciate. And is that Jackson, that. Mississippi? I've never thought about where Jackson State is. But is that, the, is that the one with that one, that one Walmart? No, that'd be Ephraim. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Utah Jazz owner and BYU alum Ryan Smith posted this photo of the Marriott Center floor on Twitter this morning with the caption "Morning Run." Mm-hmm. Is this the Early ultimate run. version yeah. of 
The I have the keys to the gym place. I have the keys to the church. Uh, yeah, but keys to the Merritt Center. <laughs> yes, when you uh, billionaire with a B, uh, yeah, you can run at the Merritt Center. Absolutely. Yeah. I've I've been told that Ryan Smith can play. Really? I haven't seen it, but I've been told he can play, man. Nice. I can play too. I just told you. I also haven't seen that. I, and I could dunk. I could dunk. You could. I could dunk. Like now or in the back? <laughs> yeah, in the back. Back in the day, I could okay. dunk. Okay. Coming up, who gets the elite voice of the day? Do you believe Brian could actually dunk? Uh, weigh in on uh, social media. And too high, too low, just right. Madden football rating edition. What score did Zach Wilson get? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, JJ, a.k.a. Jerem Jordan, talks with men's volleyball coach Sean Umstead about his volleyball family, uh, the miracle, miracle story around his twin sister's birth, and his obsession with ultra marathons. Listen to it on the BYU radio app and where all podcasts are found. Fun fact, Sean Olmstead has run multiple and many ultra marathons, like 200 plus miles in a matter of days. Like, he's run like 70 miles in a day before. That's crazy. I'm serious. It's insane. I'm, Go check it out. Yeah, Go check it out. It's I'm crazy. Because I don't know why anybody would want to do that. I asked him that thing. I'm like, this sounds crazy. <laughs> why do you do it? It's crazy. Okay, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Great to have you with us. Let's get to the BYU Cougar Madden ratings. Too high, too low, or just right. Presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. It's a Madden ratings edition. Let's see where the Cougars ranked, and let's pick too high, too low, or just right. Fred Warner, highest-rated linebacker in the NFL at 94. Too high, too low, or just right? I'm going to say too low. Look at you. I'm going to say too What should he be, though? I'm going to say like a 96? What do you think? I'd give him 99. You'd give him 99 now? I'd give him 99. I think he needs another year or two. I think I'm basing that off of just the like the clout, the hype, and – I think the appreciation from the rest of the league, like yep. a lot of the, like a lot of people speak very very highly. Oh yeah. Of him. So so Aaron Rodgers told him that during a game. So so and that's and that's my point. Meaning, if he was at a ninety nine, what would would people argue that? Would people be like, whoa? I think he needs one more year, one more year at this level, and then they'll go, okay, you're close. I, I I'm guessing Madden needs two more years. I would go just right. I think ninety four is incredible. Yeah. He's the highest-rated linebacker <laughs> in the NFL. What more do you want? Good gosh. Okay, Jamal Williams. Uh, sorry, Kyle Van Noy, 80 with the Patriots. I think that's too low. 80 pretty good still. I think, I, think it's, I think it's too low. Man, am I, should Blue I just put these on like the, for the rest of the segment? <laughs> well, it depends which one you're putting on. The 99s for Fred Warner are the big ones. Okay. Those are the Cyclops ones. Okay, I'm putting, the, I'm putting the big ones on. Okay, what, Kyle Van Noy, t- I, too low? So I think, I think yeah. anybody that's a, that's a, that's a starter – um and and get significant you know reps I think should be maybe like eighty five. That's a is little. That, that's a little high. Is that, for is that high? For, is that high, high for Madden? That's high for the game. So I mean, eighty is a good number, dude. Is I just feel like because he didn't 80, have a particularly amazing year last year. Maybe that's what got him the down. Dolphins. Yeah, what got him down? Like a couple, think? like three years ago. I'm guessing that Kyle was like more in the range you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think it's probably just a little that's like right. eighty three or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jamal Williams, seventy seven. That's too, that's too low for that's, me. It feels too low. That feels too Granted, low. Granted, we love Jamal more than maybe his stats in the NFL at this point. He has a chance to get a better run uh, and look with the Detroit Lions. When you're with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be a pass-heavy, right? Aaron you know, Jones was the primary running back. For the yeah, you, br- you bring up a good point. I think, I think um, the opportunities 
were limited with Green Bay. Right, but you're in Detroit. But uh, yeah, Detroit yeah, sucks. yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I think when he did get his opportunities, um, he made the most of them, right? And so maybe that's where I'm yeah. like conflicted. I, I think it's probably just right right now for Jamal. I look forward to seeing what he can do this year. Zach Wilson, 75 as a rookie starter for the Jets. That's second highest among quarterbacks. Of course, Trevor Lawrence uh, there. What do you think? I think that's, that's just right. Maybe even a little bit high. <laughs> <laughs> finally, nailed, finally, Brian nails it according to audio. I think, I think maybe a little bit high. Um, Ooh, a little high. A little bit. Because he hasn't played? Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, you haven't, you haven't what really What do you mean? He yourself. played in the draft. He was the second pick. Oh, he played in the, the combine? I think it's just right. I think it's just right. 75. Yep. You go up or down from there. Okay, Michael Davis, 74. Chargers. Yeah, see, I think so. So he's been the starter for the last couple of years, right? Yeah, just because you're a starter, that's, though. That, yeah, and see, that's that's just my own criteria, right? Like, I feel like if you are a starter, you should automatically be, you should automatically be at X, and I think you that should be eighty. Still not be very good should. and be a starter. What? what? Doesn't make sense. Why would you start somebody that's not good? Because you're the <laughs> Lions or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I think I think that's just right. Taysom Hill. Okay, this one's interesting because he's a quarterback now, not as like a tight end or whatever. 67. This, that's, I know that, you think highly of Taysom. That doesn't make no but sense. Higher than even the rest of us blue goggled people do. That doesn't make no sense. That's, that's, what do you think it should be? That's like 100. Okay, as, a, <laughs> as a quarterback, 3-1 is the starter. Or was he 4-0? I think it was 4-0. So, so is, that, is this his rating from a quarterback? Not from yeah, as a quarterback. Not as a utility player? He's an unproven quarterback. But so, so, but so is Zach Wilson. Do we know what... Right. That's what, like, how is... As how, a utility player, uh, Taysom's like a 90. Wh- is, was that a ranking previously? No, I'm just guessing. I'm just like, how is Zach higher than Taysom? Because that something's, was the second pick. And there's sort of an idea there. Something's Taysom's wrong. An undrafted quarterback. Something's wrong there to me. Yeah. To me, right? Okay, like, last one. Uh, Dax Milne, 65. Tougher than a $2 stake ooh, is the Washington I would, football team. I would, I would think that's right. That's, yeah, he, he's – sure. Whatever. It's probably just right. But guess what? Dax is going to prove him wrong as he has his whole career. Right. Other ratings of note. Daniel Sorensen, 71. Sione Takitaki, 70. Harvey Long is 67. Kairos Tong is 67. Kainakua, 66. Brady Christensen, 66. Um, Bronson Kafusi, 53. So, yeah. Dan, Dan, Danny? Danny is less, that's kind of disrespectful, man. You think Danny so, should be higher? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's proven he should be higher. I mean, yeah. like, he, like, he, I agree. And he's had, like, notable, notable plays, too. Like, impact plays. Yes. Like, that's one in a, Mexico City to uh, interception to win a, see, to me, a man, game six out. Look, check this out, man. This is to me, this is like the typical like oh, it's a white safety in the NFL. That's what you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's automatically at seventy. He's automatic you know what I mean? That's where that comes in to me. Like yeah. if you look at him and, and his his production and what he's done, yeah. impact, he's gotta be at least seventy eight. Okay, there you go. You heard it first from Brian Logan. Coming up, our rise and shout to an MLB mustache. And the meaningful event BYU football is going to put on on uh, 9-11, on the 20th uh, anniversary of that. We'll tell you about it. It's fantastic. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Lately, this portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. You can watch more Tyler Algier highlights like we just did. 
Okay, our question of the day. Should BYU join a conference in the next five years? Our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Sports Girls on the Twitter. Only if it can significantly increase their revenue. The Little 12, I see what you did there. And the <laughs> AAC slash Mountain West, BYU ain't going to the Mountain West ever again, just so you know, uh, ain't going to move the needle. Well, what needle are you talking about? Because, again, it just depends what you want out of BYU football. If you want a shot at the playoff in the New Year's Six, a, a group of five is the best option. It just is. Um, but if you want more exposure and subsequent TV revenue, independent slash power five league is there. If you want to ante up and just be among the big boys, obviously a power five invite give, is kind of what we all I'm going to give you the credit for this, man. I'm going to give you the credit for this. I think the goal should be for BYU to – be ranked, finish ranked in the top 25 every it, year. It just depends what you want. Some people don't. Some people want it all. You can't have it all. I'm sorry. Um, today's Rise and Shout Outs, <laughs> not Alabama and Clemson and whatever, are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of the BYU Cougars. Let's hand out a few. To the organizers of the 9-11 Lavelle Edwards Stadium Tower Run, you can simulate all the steps that were taken on that terrible day by uh, you know responders by running the steps at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think that's an incredible experience. I have yeah, signed yeah. up. I'm going to that. I'm going to do no training for that whatsoever. Let me but know. I will go. be there. Yeah. I'm going to go with you. 8 a.m. Yeah. I'm going with Please. You, That'd be great. I'm not going to train either. So yeah. just, just to make sure. You train all the time. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't do legs though. Michael Rucker being called up. 25th Coog in BYU history to play in the majors. He tweeted the following. My journey to the majors as told by my mustache. We did it, little fella. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's and, magic in yes. the stash. And uh, Jordan Mattias and Taylor Sander finished up competition in the Olympics. Jordan Mattias, former BYU Cougar women's rugby player, sevens rugby for the United States, and Taylor Sander, of course, the captain of the USA indoor men's volleyball team. Congrats on getting to the Olympics. I know they finished like they wanted, but uh, they're Olympians, it. man. That's pretty special. Still made it. Our thanks to today's guest, Brett McMurphy. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis, your 2009 teammate. We ran out of time. For Brian, I'm Jared. Shout out to Jeff Bell. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougs. Brian Logan dunked and got a scholarship offer. That really happened. Facts.